And we welcome you to the Wednesday Morning Show on WGTD. I'm Gregory Berg. Well, in case you haven't guessed it already, we are talking on this portion of the morning show about Disney's The Little Mermaid. That was the opening to a really beautiful suite from a CD on Telark called The Magical Music of Disney. And we're talking about The Little Mermaid in this portion of the morning show because it is about to open at the Racine Theater Guild, the production that was actually first seen last year. And uh, we're very happy to have in our studios... Uh, for the morning show today. First of all, Doug Instinus, managing and artistic director of the Racine Theater Guild and the stage director of this production. And also with us, Kaylee Annable, someone I have known for a long, long time because uh, Kaylee, once upon a time, was a music student at Carthage College, so highly regarded then and now, has gone on to do some really exciting things on stage. And she has one of the really most interesting and delightful roles in uh, this cast of The Little Mermaid, the role of Scuttle. And we're going to be uh, talking about that. And she was part of the original uh, set of performances last year and uh, very happily came back to uh, reprise her role. And so she's uh, in the studios with us as well to talk about uh, the fun and excitement and color and sparkle of Walt Disney's uh, the Little Mermaid. Doug Instinus, Kaylee Annabel, we welcome both of you to the morning show. Morning. Thank you. Good to have you here. And Kaylee, we were talking right before you went on the air that a thousand years ago you actually came on the morning show to talk about something <laughs> neither of us remember what. No, I just remember being in this room. <laughs> All right. Well, we're glad you found your way back, and I'm so glad uh, that, that you can be part of this. <clears throat> so, Doug Instinus, let's talk first about how The Little Mermaid first showed up uh, on the schedule uh, in the season of the Racine Theater Guild last year, and then how it reappeared. How how do those kind of decisions get made, and how often does this sort of thing happen? Sure. The staff and volunteers uh, 
are part of what's called a play reading committee, which we sit around and we read lots of plays. We listen to lots of musicals. And last year we thought, you know, coming out of COVID and uh, we needed to do something fun. We needed to do something well-known, something that, um, you know, would be great for families to come see and celebrate together during the holidays. And, um, you know, we went through a lot of plays and said, well, you know, we haven't done The Little Mermaid. Why haven't we done The Little Mermaid? Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful show. <clears throat> so we picked it, uh, did a great job. It was so much fun. Audiences loved it, sold really well. Um, and then, again, on the play reading committee, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. Now, this is very undramatic and very unartistic, but it costs a lot of money to mount a show like The Little Mermaid the first time around. Doing it a second time around, it costs less. So, um, uh, and uh, it was—it's a huge show, so it's ta taxing on the production staff, the lights, sound, sets, props, costumes. It's a huge amount of work. So, doing it a second time allows us to relax a little bit during our eight-show production cycle. Um, it also lets us uh, make some changes, and maybe we ran out of time last time on something, and so now we can spend a little bit more time on this aspect or that aspect. And as I told the cast, you know, we can always go back and do what we did last year because that was fun and it worked. Or maybe we got a different idea that could also be fun and, and mm. interesting and maybe work a little bit better. So let's use our creativity. We got half the cast is new. They're going to bring new ideas and new um, energy and, um, I, uh, you know, fun things for us to do. So um, it. It's always nice to do a show a second time. We've done that a number of times at the Theater Guild, mostly to offset the initial cost, and also because it sold real well. And, mm. you know, supply and demand. People mm -hmm. wanted to see it. We're going to produce it. Very good. Kaylee, uh, tell us what prompted you to seek out the opportunity to audition uh, to be part of the show. And I think you really had the role you were ultimately given in mind, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken? Um, I did write it down on my audition sheet. Um, we fill out a little sheet when we come in, and you can write roles that you're interested in or if you have an idea. And it was one of the ones I listed, a couple. Um, I didn't expect it, to be quite honest. I just thought, hey, I'll write it down and, and see what happens. And then I got a call back, and I was like, you know, this character is really fun. I can do a lot of fun things with it. And it's, it's always, for me, um, those secondary characters or the, the quirky ones that are that are the most fun because mm. you can just go all out and <laughs> put a little bit of yourself into it too. So that's what really intrigued me to the role. And I get a little do a little tap, which I haven't done since college for a while. So um, I brush off my tap shoes and get in there. It's always fun to take on a new challenge. Absolutely. Well, you do a fabulous job with this character. We'll talk about Scuttle a little more in, in, in just a moment. Doug, uh, one of the – you've just spelled out, I think, very nicely the fact that on kind of a technical level, it makes a lot of sense to bring back a big show again because you're not building every set and building every costume and so on, an enormous undertaking the first time around. Um, what about the whole matter of auditioning folks and having some people return, other people choosing not to or being unable to for whatever reason? So having this mix of – people returning and brand new people. How does that typically work and what kind of challenges does that pose to you as the director? Well, technically, nobody is guaranteed, um, you know, a role. So it's not like, well, you were scuttled the first time, uh, so now you're scuttled this time. So, you know, technically, um, 
everybody has to re-audition. However, when someone just hits it out of the park the first time, okay, so we're a little skewed to uh, the <laughs> fact that, okay, well, <clears throat> we consider other people. But, you know, she was so good last year. <laughs> you know, it's really hard to say, well, we found somebody better this year because uh, that's just not true. And um, so there's a different energy, and I think, um, you know, to a certain degree, you want people to come back because they had such a marvelous time last year. And it's part of the family, and, oh, it's revisiting an old friend, and uh, not only friend is in people, but a friend is in the material and the, the organization. And um, this is how we want to spend our holidays. And we have people that ha- have done the holiday show, like Rose Bliss, I think has been an assistant stage manager 30 years on the holiday show. Wow. You know, I mean... She, that's just what she does to give back to the community and give back to people. I, I work the community show. I work the kids' shows, the ones that have uh, school children being bused to them because it, it means something to them. So uh, there's a lot of excitement around the outreach show, the, the show that we do for the daytime performances for the kids. And um, so I'm glad people want to come back. I, I, I see that as... Um, uh, you know, we always have this thing, one and done, which is kind of a bad thing. You know, I did mm-hmm. one show and then I'm done. You know, I'm going to go on to do other things. But when you come back, that says something about the organization and the commitment that people make to community theater. So uh, it, it's fun to see new people because uh, they bring new ideas and new things. Um, and um, we get stuck in a rut sometimes. Well, we, this is how we did it last year. And I told everybody that they could say that once. This <laughs> year. And then after that, they can't. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because, okay, we did that last year, but this year we got a new cast. Let's do new things and have more fun. Hmm. Kaylee, was it a hard decision for you in terms of whether or not to uh, uh, try to come back and be Scuttle again in The Little Mermaid? Uh, Only in terms of my personal life schedule, (laughs) not in terms of if I wanted to do it or not. Absolutely not. That was not a hard decision. Um. Just because the holidays are, are busy for everybody, it, it's a hard time, um, and I've had a lot going on, but I really wanted to do it because I had so much fun last year, and like he said, the, the student outreach, outreach program is really awesome because you can, you know, we do a talk back afterward for the students, and it's really fun to hear some of their questions are very interesting, <laughs> and um, it's just cool to see the immediate impact that you make on them, and, and you know, it, it's it's huge, and um, I didn't get to do that when I was a kid. Um, my school didn't hmm. have something like that. I didn't grow up um, in the area, so it is really cool for me to be able to see that. So if I have a chance to do that and do a super fun role, I'm going to take it. Hmm. For those of you just joining us in our studios, uh, we have Doug Instinus and Kaylee Annabel talking about the Racine Theater Guild's production of A Little Mermaid. It opened last year and uh, was a tremendous success, and it's back now with many of the original cast, uh, including Kaylee Annabel. Our our uh, Little Mermaid is back. Our Prince Eric is back, and a, a, a number of other. Uh, our Sebastian is back. A number of other significant people in the cast, but some other. Newcomers bringing a very exciting energy to the proceedings, and uh, the production opens this coming Friday and runs for for two weekends. Uh, Doug Instinus, maybe you can uh, summarize for uh, anyone who's not seen The Little Mermaid what the story is. Well, it takes place under the sea, <clears throat> where this little mermaid uh, is longing to have a better life and different life, and she's fascinated by the world above. And then we have Prince Eric, who loves the sea, and he 
I guess by law, has to be married (laughs) to inherit his father's kingdom. So he's technically looking for a bride. And uh, there's a shipwreck, and Ariel saves his life and sings to him. And he has that song in his in his uh, brain, and he can't get it out. And he's searching for this this voice, this person who um, uh, saved his life. And uh, uh, you know, so uh, in the meantime, of course, we have evil people. We have um, Ursula, who is King Triton's. Uh, sister and she's the the mean one and she wants to take over the seas and she wants to get at triton so she can be the boss and so she tries to use ariel to take over um, uh, triton's kingdom so she uh, makes a deal with ariel that she can make her human for a period of time and she can go up and be with eric um, but she has to give up her voice to do that. That's the price that she has to pay to have legs. So she does that, um, and she has to get Eric to kiss her within three days. Otherwise, she uh, burns forever in the fiery uh, layer, you know, so she, she becomes uh, Ursula's prisoner. So anyway, uh, they meet. Uh, she doesn't talk. Uh, Eric is infatuated with her. Um, takes her on boat trips and uh, horseback riding and uh, finally falls in love. And right before uh, the end of the third day, the th- end of the third day comes and um, doesn't get kissed. And so Ariel is pulled back down into the ocean and King Triton uh, has to make a decision to, uh, you know, give up his life for his daughters. And he does. And then, Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> boy, boy gets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl back, and everybody lives happily ever after. Bad guys uh, are punished, good guys win. Right. I was going to say, not, not quite everybody lives happily ever after. I'm not sure <laughs> Ursula would agree with right. you, but, but yeah. So it's a, it's a great story, an ancient story, of course, yeah. and really transformed in, in, in interesting fashion in this Disney adaption. Kaylee, uh, tell our listeners uh, a bit about your particular character and the role that Scuttle plays in these proceedings? Sure. Um, Well, Scuttle is first and foremost a seagull. Um, That's very important. (laughs) Um, And um, originally, I believe he's intended to be a male in the original, well, the Disney original movie. Um, So we kind of gender bendered it. It doesn't matter, but Mm -hmm. um, it's fun for that little fact. Anyway, um, he kind of plays a, a, a friend sort of figure to Ariel. Um, uh, in between liaison between the human world and the uh, mermaid under the sea world. He seems to think he knows a lot about human stuff and, <laughs> um, you know, their artifacts and whatnot. So uh, Ariel The Dingle Hopper. <laughs> the Dingle Hopper, the very well-known uh, Dingle Hopper. Uh, so Ariel comes to him and asks a lot of questions about what is this, what's it used for, blah, blah, blah. So that's where she gets all her um, information is filtered through the eyes of a seagull who <laughs> thinks he knows a lot about what he's talking about, you know, but he really doesn't. Um, but uh, Scuttle is very fun because the character has such a great attitude on life. And whether he doesn't really know what he's talking about, um, the idea behind it is just keep a positive attitude and keep your chin up and keep trying. And that's all that really matters. And, you know, you fake it till you make it. One yeah. day somebody will believe you or, hey, one day you'll start something new and you really know will know what you're talking about. Right. And tell our listeners about the big song you sing, oh. Positivity. 
Uh, it's super fun. Um, Scuttle in the Disney movie does not have a song uh, in the original movie, so um, uh, it's fun that he gets one in the show. And there's a little tap in there, make it a little extra exciting. But the song is called Positivity, and um, that's just what it was about. What I was talking about is his positive attitude. Scuttle, uh, this is right after Ariel gets her legs and she's trying to figure out how to walk and she doesn't believe that she can do it and she'll never accomplish this huge task ahead of her. And Scuttle comes in and says, hey, don't don't think all the negative thoughts that you're having. you got to think positive about it. But, of course, in Scuttle's fun language, it comes out positivity. <laughs> so um, it's a whole really fun number about keeping it upbeat. I wonder if you could give us just a line or two of of Scuttle's speaking, just because because sure. one of the things I, I love is the way, and I'm sure Doug had something to do with directing you, uh, the way you deliver Scuttle's lines, the 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 line, the 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 voice, the bird like quality, the the, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the accent, whatever that is. I mean, oh, it's just great. Sure, sure. So. Um, I'll do the line coming into my song, I guess. Um, how does it start? Now I can't. Now I'm nervous. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> Well, look who's just got beached. Hmm, there's something different. No, no, don't tell me. I'll decipher it for myself. Hmm, <laughs> your hairdo. You've been using a dingle hopper. <laughs> it's her legs. <laughs> <laughs> She's got legs. Yeah, and um, when I was trying to come up with an initial idea for the character, uh, Scuttle has got a kind of a distinct voice from the original movie, so a couple lines I kind of tried to, add some flair of what the original character would kind of sound like, but only, I have a very distinct voice too in my normal speaking, as you can tell, so I, I just kind of tried to play around with that too and mix the two together, and the fun accent kind of came out of the way the words were written mm. primarily, but also how I viewed the character, and um, fun fact, I, uh, I don't, my mom, I don't know if she's listening, but I kind of <laughs> tried to pull a little bit of my mom into Scuttle a little oh! bit because <laughs> my mom loves to collect things. She loves antiques, so a lot of her knowledge about antiques I got from her, and she doesn't pronounce words correctly all the time. They get a little jumbled, so I kind of tried to pull a little bit of her energy into it, too. Well, congratulations, Mom, and thank you for your contribution. We'll get her a free ticket. Just let me know. <laughs> sure, thank you. Very, very good. So it really is a terrific production, and, and Doug, one of the interesting things about it, of course, is that uh, there's a mix of young and old, uh, including a fair number of young people who are part of this cast, which I should think adds its own special energy and maybe a, a few challenges for you as well. It does, and it and it's fun, and that's part of the crazy theater guild family. You've got 10-year-olds uh, bringing their homework, and uh, you've got 70-year-old makeup people helping them with their homework and, um, <laughs> and making sure they did that. And uh, So you've got a lot of moms, a lot of dads, a lot of brothers and sisters, and crazy crazy aunts and uncles, I'll tell you that. So it is fun, and... Um, I think, you know, it, it's exciting to see things through different people's eyes, you know, and I think the older people are, are wonderful, wonderful role models for kids that are just starting out in theater, how they mm. approach the work, how they show up, how they treat each other, um, how they give full out. You know, that was exciting for me. Uh, the, the people that came back, you know, they did 20-some shows last mm. year. And from day one, from the first rehearsal, they went full out. Mm. And um, 
and they didn't have to, you know. They right. they know the lines, they know the blocking, but they were there for the rest of the cast members, so that they the other cast had something to play off of, to work with, to to see this is how we approach the work, and then the older people see the the magic through the younger people's eyes because they're in the wings, they they know all the words and they know all the dance numbers, and they're so excited and. Uh, you know, and then they all cry at the end because their life is over because the show is done. And, <laughs> and so I think the young and old give something to each other uh, that uh, is very valuable. We should mention that in addition to these two weekends of public performances, and tickets are going fast, by the way, uh, there are also, as we've, I think, briefly mentioned, daytime school performances. And, of course, one of the one of the tricks about that is that it's not exactly the same performance, or it doesn't play out in exactly the same way as the evening performances for the public. Well, we, we don't do any intermission, so because uh, if you get the kids in intermission, you're never going to get them back. <laughs> and uh, we've also found that curtain call can be a disaster for young people. Mm-hmm. They they clap for about you know five seconds, and then they're done. <laughs> so uh, normally musicals have these grandiose curtain calls where everybody's coming out. This one is lights up, everybody clap, we're done. Okay. <laughs> um, and as you said, we do a talk back. Um, and it is really fun, the, the kids, um, the questions that they ask, what they see what is interesting to them. Um, and uh, so that's fun to, to have that time with the audience. Uh, I think the cast really enjoys that. Very good. Kaylee, I wanted to give you a chance to just briefly talk about some of the really exciting things that you've done on stage since graduating from Carthage. Oh, and wow. what year was that? Uh, 10 years ago, 2013. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, happy anniversary. Well, and, thank you. And so, I mean, and I know you've, you've done, you know, kind of a wide variety of different things. And how does this fit into that wonderful mix? Wow. This one um, she doesn't get paid for. So that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a good true. one. Yeah. Um, that's quite all right. <laughs> I enjoy myself. Um, wow. It's been quite a decade. I've been very blessed to continue to work for the most part. Um, I've done a lot. I've done a lot at Skylight in Milwaukee. I've done some down at Derby Dinner Playhouse um, in near Louisville. That's been a great time. It's been fun to take contracts um, away from home, mm. uh, you know, just to do a little bit of something different, have new friendships, new – you never quite know what you're going to get into when you travel and for work like that. Um but uh, it's it's been fun. I've done things from uh, Pirates of Penzance at Skylight to um, 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee at mm. Skylight. Very different. Um, it's been a blessing, really, and it's it's been fun to develop myself as an actor and um, in the community. So then <clears throat> COVID hit, yay. Um, <laughs> and that, you know, really took a hit for everybody, not just the theater community, but everybody. So um, that threw me off track for a while. I had to do some other things. And um, this was actually the first show I did. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how it kind of came to be. And after COVID stuff, you know, life got crazy. I got married. We built a house. So, you know, life just happens. Mm. And this kind of, my friend was auditioning and she said, hey, you should audition too. What if we get into it together? I said, oh, okay, sure. Like, maybe. I I was hesitant, but I did it and I got a role I didn't expect. And now it's turned into this. <laughs> I've been having so much fun and I'm I'm really glad that it kind of push me into getting back into theater stuff. So who knows what the future holds. Wonderful. That's really great. And by the way, what drew you to Carthage in the first place uh, as a student (laughs) way back? That's funny. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I got a postcard in the mail. I didn't even know Carthage existed. 
and I got a flyer in the mail, and I was it was near auditioning times, and I was thinking, hey, where do I want to go to school? I'm from Indiana originally, so it was an out-of-state option. Um, my family doesn't come from a lot of money, so I didn't think it was an option, to be honest. Um, and I came up here, I did an audition, I got a scholarship, and they, I, my grades were good, so they waived the out-of-state fee for me, and they, they Carthage and the music department really helped me come up with an option to be able to go there. So, mm -hmm. And they gave me a great education, so thank you for all the kind <laughs> things you said in my introduction, but it's because of you and other teachers like you that I am able to do what I am. Wow. Well, it was great to uh, know you and see you in action back in, in Carthage. And since, I've seen you uh, twice, I think, at the Skylight. And uh, wonderful to see you on stage. I'm so glad you're back at Scuttle. It's uh, uh, delightful what you do with this part. Thank and uh, so great to, great to have you here. And, and, uh, and again, it's a, a wonderful opportunity to have uh, people see uh, the wonderful Ariel and Eric and Ursula and so on from, from last year. But uh, peppered amidst the cast, some newcomers that also bring an exciting new energy to The Little Mermaid. So, Doug Instantis, uh, tell our listeners what they should do and how quickly they should do it if they want tickets for The Little Mermaid. Uh, you can order tickets online at www.racinetheater.org or call the box office at 262-633-4218. Or you can stop by the theater from noon to 6 uh, or give us a call, and uh, we'll set you up with some tickets for the next two weekends. Very good. The Little Mermaid at the Racine Theater Guild, Doug Instinus, Managing and Artistic Director of the Racine Theater Guild, and Kaylee Annabel, the scuttle in, uh, in our cast. Thank you both for being here, and uh, best wishes to you, cast and crew of The Little Mermaid. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. And we'll finish out with a bit more music to... Uh, to uh, take us to part two of today's morning show here on WGTD.
It's 8.40, and that was uh, an excerpt from this lovely Telarc compact disc called The Magical Music of Disney, Eric Kunzel and the Cincinnati Pops Orchestra with the Indiana University Singing Hoosiers. And uh, there are suites actually from The Lion King, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and the show uh, we've been talking about today on the morning show, The Little Mermaid. You're listening to the Wednesday morning show on WGTD. I'm Gregory Berg.